Hey guys, welcome to episode 9 of the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast, the podcast where we decided 9 episodes in, hey, maybe we should try to shoot some video. Brandon, thank you for putting on clothes. You know, I'm really not comfortable doing this. (laughs) (laughs) And he doesn't even have light, he's coming from somewhere in Baghdad right now. (laughs) Right now, from the feds right now. (laughs) And a bunker. Undisclosed location. Yeah. So, Brandon, episode eight last week, uh, you pretty much got murdered by everybody live on air. How'd that feel? It was a massacre, man. <laughs> it just spread me wide open. You want to you wanna do a redemption promo? One promo to, to show everybody that you can really cut a promo and put on the spot? Probably not. I was just going to have to look myself <laughs> until I heal. <laughs> Look at the look with ferocity and just be like, you can't tell me what to do. You can't tell me what to do, Internet. I'm still alive, even though I'm hiding out in my bunker. <laughs> Is that mother walking in? You never know. At any moment, <laughs> they come after me. So another thing I, I did want to explain, I, I can't believe you uh, got me to do this, but uh, for anyone wondering... Because I got a couple questions and a couple texts about this. The song, the crappy song that was used for Brandon's segment last week, as well as the end song, uh, is something Brandon likes to call the hater beat. Wait, somebody asked about that? Yeah, somebody was like, what the hell is that? Like, yes. So let me explain. Okay, well, now let me explain. So Brandon, one time, I think this was like 2010, like this was a long time ago. We were just sitting in my room and Brandon's like, oh, I'm just going to come up with a beat. And so Brandon comes up with that amazing song. Uh, (laughs) Bro, I was spitting hot fire that day. But oh man, it's so funny. Like I still have the video somewhere, but like I just caught Brandon like vibe into it and he's just playing it and it's like... Brandon's just like vibe. He's got his arm all up. It's so funny to watch. But Brandon, uh, he did like a freestyle rap or something on that. And uh, I left it out because it's a little controversial. But yeah, Brandon called that the hater beat. And he's so proud of that. It's like the one and only beat he's ever made. Look out for the hater beat in the future, ladies and gentlemen. Probably not. I mean, that was was the most exposure that the hater beat will ever get. So DJ Brown. <laughs> oh man, uh, this one was tough, man. I, I've been, I've had a busy week, so I, uh, I'm having trouble staying awake. Ugh. But it's been uh, a long one, man. I had to slam a cold brew today. I was passing out, dude. Let's talk. I mean, same thing, same thing, man. I, I'm, I almost had a cup of coffee right before I came on air, but I was like, I'll be up all night. <laughs> So, you know, I, I do want to give a shout out. Thank you again to our our sponsors, Ethos Coffee Roasters. You can go check them out. Um, they're actually at the Tampa Holiday Gift Market this week. So you can actually stop by and get some coffee from them. Or if you want to order online, by all means, use our special code designed perfectly for Brandon. No that way. Code, are they gonna... 
Did sorry. you just interrupt my code? Yeah, I'm sorry. Let's go with the code. This code is don't sleep. And Brandon's sleeping on this podcast right now. Come on now, Brandon. <laughs> I'm sorry. I meant to jump in and ask, like, did they are they sending us like some hats or something to wear? Or like, you know, some t-shirts? They're, they're well, probably... you could be wearing their beanie right now and nobody would know on the video because <laughs> there's no light in your room right now. They would, bro. They'll know. They'll see it. <laughs> They'll feel it. They'll feel it. <laughs> so I do want to, you know, I do want to say we do have a special guest. We're actually going to have a guest on the, on this week's podcast. Um, so we, we did record an interview with Mr. Keith Odell, uh, a.k.a. Jockey Full of Bourbon. You might remember him from last week um, when he just completely obliterated Brandon with a line saying that he's going to bury him so deep that Dolph Ziggler's career is going to be his upstairs neighbor, which was line of the century. That That's the Hall of Fame worthy right there. Cut so, me deep on that one. Yeah, so that line earned him a special the the honor of being our special first guest on our podcast. So we'll see how that goes. That should that was a pretty interesting talk. <laughs> I'm excited about this. Do you seem you seem very excited, Brandon? <laughs> no, I'm pretty I'm pretty hyped that we got Jockey Full of Bourbon on the show right now. <laughs> We're taking it to the next level. Jockey Full of Bourbon. You know, maybe James Ellsworth, possibly Brock Lesnar guy. What's throwing it out there? Calling, are you calling out James Ellsworth again? I'm calling everybody. Uh, let's talk, Brandon. To come on the show. Wait, wait. Let's talk. Do you know that James Ellsworth this week now follows us on Instagram? Are you serious? No. <laughs> he, he, he follows us. He actually follows us? Go check our Instagram. It All is right. at a Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. James Ellsworth uh, follows us now, and kid you not, I'll show this to you on camera right here. Look who's creeping in my DMs. Can you even see that? Can you even see that? Nah, it's a little. (laughs) Well, damn it, it's James Ellsworth. James Ellsworth (laughs) is slid into your DMs. Brandon, we are probably planning to sabotage you. I think I'm going to replace you as the co-host with James Ellsworth. Ellsworth is going to be my replacement? It would be the most apropos thing. I mean, the man comes in, takes your job. Any man with two hands can podcast with me. This is so, so wrong on so many levels. Not only did he go after me, but now he's taking my spot. So he might be getting that Ethos Coffee hat pretty soon. <laughs> and he's going to get my swag. Unbelievable. Oh, man, I love it. Unforgivable. Well, <laughs> unforgivable. Who remembers that? <laughs> So you tried to ditch the podcast this week. You didn't watch any wrestling with me. What happened there? <laughs> you know what? Some crazy life lessons, man. I had exploding toilets. <laughs> you know. If people knew where stool. you worked and what you do, they'd probably understand that. But bodily fluids. It was just <laughs> it was a mess. Bad. It was just a mess, mess. You know, yeah. absolute mess. Now, I tried to do my best. Now, all of that aside, I, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, I've had a rough week too, but nothing to do with that. Uh, but, you know, I'm still here. I'm still here doing the podcast pretty much solo at this point. <laughs> Wait, didn't you like do something with somebody, like hop into somebody's podcast or stream? Yeah, or actually, yeah, I, I hopped into uh, what was cool is this week I was not supposed to be on uh, Flashback Wrestling at all, uh, but he did have a last minute cancellation right before we went on air. And uh, while my ass was falling asleep on the couch, I did Wesley a solid and jumped on his podcast. So 
for the third consecutive week, you can actually hear me on Flashback Wrestling. We're going to be talking about Man, Tatanka. Nice. So, yeah, been really busy this week. And uh, my kid's been very busy this week, too. I, I'll have you know, uh, my kid was on Leo Rush's and, and Lashley's stories on Instagram this week. So my kid's Instagram famous now. <laughs> I've, it was so stupid. We were watching uh, WWE Crown Jewel. And sometimes you don't think about like the reach these things have, you know? Like, I mean, think about that. In 2018, I'm like talking to James Ellsworth, who was on WWE TV just, you know, a couple months ago. Well, anyway, I take a video of my of my little daughter, and uh, it's during Bobby Lashley's match, you know, and Leo Rush is doing the incessant Lashley, Lashley. And so my kid looks at me and she goes, Lashley, and she's just saying it over and over. So I recorded her doing this, and I tagged um, Leo Rush, and I just basically said, when Leo Rush's incessant chanting is so good that it, you know, it makes your kid say that. And I'll be damned if he didn't, you know, just all of a sudden repost the story. And then it, but he reposted it with the, the caption, baby's first words, which oh, was great, no. which is great. That man knows how to work social media, like to a T. Uh, so that is actually on our, um, our stories as well right now. If you want to go check our highlights, actually, of our stories, you can see my daughter uh, saying Lashley. Um, and also the one that Bobby Lashley retweeted. That he has it on the bottom, the same one Leo Rush posted, but oh, it says, nice. "Yeah, it says say it loud, say it proud." So it's, I thought that was pretty cool. 2018, man, ten years ago, you'd have wished for for something like that, you know? Hey, Leo Rush, if you want your boy to smell like money, he's gonna come on the show. So speaking of which, yeah, I, I posted, you know, I posted it on Reddit, you know, that my kid was on on the stories, and somebody was like, "She looks like money." She smells like money. She is money. And then the comments are like, you know, I hope her name's Ashley. So, you know, yeah. she can make it. So, uh, some pretty funny comments too on, on, on Reddit. So, that, that, that really made my day. You know, I'm trying to get the podcast going, and my kid, in like a matter of two seconds, like just leapfrogs us. Now, so you... she's going to be. So, I want to announce episode 10, my new co host, my daughter. Uh, <laughs> What were you going to say, though? I was going to say, man, are you going to get her into wrestling at a young age? I, I think it would be awesome. I, I haven't gotten her into wrestling because she's already into wrestling. She's, no, she no, I a, mean, like, actual, like, like matches, like, start training her. Oh, no, man. To, like, that's up to her. It's her life. She If she wants to do that, of course, I'll support her 100%. But I'm not going to Are gonna you be, just going to try to just... No. She's not gonna to see if she'll no, take to it or I don't yeah. need I don't need her to live, you know, I don't need to live vicariously through my daughter. If if right, she yeah. wants whatever she wants to do, she she does. As long as she doesn't sit in a room with a beanie on with no lights <laughs> and no pants, doing some <laughs> stupid podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's a wrestling podcast? But we gotta, you know, we gotta jump into this interview. We gotta jump in this interview with Keith. So let's let's discuss some wrestling real quick. All right. Um WWE, you know, speaking of WWE Crown Jewel, um, I thought I'm gonna give a controversial take. I really like the event. I didn't, I didn't, maybe I'm super positive, but uh, yeah, I, th I thought the World Cup stuff was good. Uh, there's a big elephant in the room. Everyone's like, well, Shane McMahon won the yeah. best in the world. That was stupid. Here's the rumor that I heard, and I don't know how true it is. The rumor is Shane McMahon knew the kind of heat the boys were going to get if they were holding up this world cup and if 
they were you know photographed with this thing so the i've heard rumors that he was the one to take the bullet because you know no bad press on the mcmahon's kind of thing you know what i mean so i i that's what i heard that he jumped on the bullet for for someone but i've also heard the opposite which is that was the original plan all along and they just knew the best in the world was not like a gonna be a, a, a real trophy you know what i mean so they were just like all right just do something stupid with it give it to shane do you think uh he's gonna heel turn or anything like that or i've heard those rumors uh i would like to see it i would like to see it i mean with his involvement on smackdown he's didn't seem like he was turning heel like he didn't really show any signs with the miz and daniel bryan or anything like that so i mean we'll see we'll let it play out i wouldn't mind shane as a heel he's always always been a good heel but the other thing I, I did want to talk about, the hot take. Brandon, we and you discussed this uh, over text. What do you think about Raw? Yeah, um, well, I guess, so it was a UK show. They're on Manchester. So it had a different feel to it. I didn't feel it advanced stuff too much. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use your words against you because, remember, you texted me and you flat out said... Oh yeah, SmackDown was good, but Raw was filler. Yeah, yeah, I felt it was a little filler. I definitely thought SmackDown was better. Than was show. that no? I'm asking you this just to give me perspective. Yeah, uh, was that your choice of words, or is that based on what you've read on the internet? No, that was my choice of words. I actually, I recorded it and watched it. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. So I went through the whole show. There was really only a couple of segments that, like, I was digging or th that i was into or thought was cool the rest of it you know could have done without okay and so th this is my take on it and again I, I always feel like i'm the opposite of wrestling fans sometimes and i don't know if that's just because i viewed things a little bit too positively right or if you know maybe i have a, a better view of a lot of these things but uh i liked raw I really liked Raw. I thought it, I thought it was a, a lot more advancing than you and a lot of other people who have the same opinion are saying. Because a lot of people are saying filler and all of this, but I'm like, how was it filler when Braun Strowman chased um, Baron Corbin all night, advancing <laughs> that storyline? You know, like basically, you know, really? you screwed me out of the title at Crown Jewel. And, you know, so Brock Lesnar is our universal champion. And let's mention that. Um and Braun Strowman is chasing him around all night. That advanced the storyline. Another, so basically, Kurt Angle was supposed to face Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin last minute's like, I'm leaving. He, you're facing Drew McIntyre now for you know being captain of the uh, Survivor Series team, right? To be on the team, I should say. Okay. You know, before I get into that, Ronda Rousey storyline. She cut a fire promo on Becky Lynch. Well, you, yeah, that's. I was actually going to say that. I was going to say like, I really enjoyed Rousey's. Uh, segment yeah i mean so again not really filler to me because she cut a, a great great promo right. and then the thing that's getting shit on the most on monday night raw is drew mcintyre versus kurt angle because people are like how do you treat kurt angle like that he, he's not broken down you know etc cetera, etc cetera. so okay that's the view that you have but are you not seeing you're calling it filler are you not seeing the advancement that they did with Drew McIntyre? Yeah, he just absolutely obliterated. That's like my word of the podcast this episode, by the way. He just completely obliterated Kurt Angle. And that's that's a big deal. He made him tap out to his own finisher. He got a very, very strong endorsement from Kurt Angle. And to me, 
Kurt Angle played the sympathetic babyface really well. Like, I'm a broken down old man now. Can I hang with these guys? There will be a payoff, guys. I promise you. Kurt Angle's not just going to get buried. People don't let things play out. Kurt Angle didn't just get buried by Drew McIntyre, and that's it. There's probably a redemption story coming. Remember, Kurt Angle's coming back to the ring. You know, he's going to be in more of an active role and be in matches. This is just the start. This is the start. Can the old guy hang now? Can Is he still the same Kurt Angle? You remember, they did this with Ric Flair in 2002 where he doubted himself, and then he went on to one of the best storylines in wrestling, which was Evolution and being with Triple H. Let things play out. I don't think Raw was filler. I think Drew McIntyre became a main eventer, like he was established in that. And then Kurt Angle got a good sympathetic baby face uh, storyline. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> the beat down. Well, yeah, you got the beat down. So again, it, that's my take on Raw, guys. I mean, I, I think I think people are jumping the gun too soon. And sometimes it's so easy, you know. Uh, I use a line from my cousin Vinny. They say sometimes they hold up the card and they show you all the sides and they say this is the way it is. But then you turn it around and it's razor thin. I mean, right, sometimes yeah. so sometimes people view it like that, where they think that everything is just so thin, they're not seeing all the sides to it, you know. Right. Um, so but, maybe, maybe, maybe saying that it was filler and that it didn't advance anything at all is sort of the wrong way to say it. I guess stuff that they did, most of the stuff I, I guess I felt that they did advance wasn't as particularly interesting. Or the, the show itself was so interesting. Think, you don't think the show? Drew McIntyre stuff was damn interesting. You don't think it Raw is. ending with Kurt Angle looking like broken down, battered. You don't want to tune in next week to see what the fuck they do with Kurt Angle. Uh, I, no, I, I was more interested in the in the Rousey promo, and um, I liked the Elias segment. Like I, I was more interested in that stuff, but the other stuff was, Elias, show, I, it was kind of like so. You know. Without touching on that too too much, but. Elias has, oh my God, he's impressing me as a baby face. I didn't, I didn't right. know if he was going to change his shtick too much, but he changed it just enough. Just enough, now, yeah, it's like perfect. Now yeah. instead of him being in the ring and then somebody interrupting him, so now the heel is in the ring and then the the C chord interrupts and he comes out, and yeah. you know he tells the opponent shut your mouth and listen to me. It's just little things that he does now. It's just it's it's great. They've they've done a good job. Here's here's a guy that like if he doesn't get the Intercontinental title sometime soon, or, and then the WWE title sometime soon, or the Universal, I should say, on Raw. Uh, it's a damn shame because he's definitely got it, and uh, he's already impressing me as a babyface. Wait, so yeah, what do you think they end up doing with uh, Rollins since he lost the tag belts? Is he going to then drop his yeah, mid-card see, title and, and then who are and they gonna, so that's, gonna work that out? That's where I again really am pissed that you you know you and fans are like, okay, it was filler. So it was filler that Seth Rollins came out and then Baron Corbin threw him into a WWE tag team title match. That was great. And then not only that, he was the res- resilient babyface that was just that close to winning the match. But then of course he gets beat down by AOP. So AOP come across really well because they're heels and they're now the tag team champions. You know what I mean? So they they came across with better for it. Rollins came across better for it. And then Dean Ambrose comes comes out, goes to give him an explanation, doesn't really give him an explanation, and then beats him down. 
<laughs> walks out. Oh, so, man. so I mean, again, I for everybody saying Raw was filler, it's like I, I can already name about four storylines that got advanced. So, define filler for me, because again, filler to me is like a July Fourth episode where they're throwing pies, bringing out Sergeant <laughs> Slaughter, bringing out Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And then, you know, there was nothing. So almost it was a missable episode. To me, if this was quote unquote filler, if you or anybody else had missed Monday Night Raw and you tuned in next week, you'd be fucking confused. See, it's like a saying like, oh, oh, they got tag team champions or something. So they had that title change. Wait, wait, wait. Let's let's do a quick Google search. Filler. (laughs) Let's see. Let's see what they define filler as. Filler is material or of lower cost or quality that is used to fill a certain television time slot or physical medium. Right. So in that way, I guess the quality of the storylines, like how they were told on this episode, I guess wasn't as interesting as it has been. In so, how would, so, so how would have you, how would you have told it? Like it, just some little tweaks, you know, to make me understand. Uh, you know, it, it depends. it depends. I'm just saying, like the show as a whole, like like the flow of the show, See, and that, that's my critique. Out, that's like, my critique, just, right? It so felt. That, it didn't feel like, like like there's been better episodes. Like, okay, it just felt so like this talk, episode right? was sort of there. Have, you know what I mean? Have you ever heard that Vince McMahon has always said, like, if you don't like my storyline, I'm okay with that. But do you right. know the stipulation behind that? The stipulation is that you better have a damn re- good replacement storyline for him. So in that same regard, I, again, I'm going to say, if you're going to sit there and tell me Raw was bad, but you have no ideas on what should have been a little bit better, then are you in a place to critique it? Because if you tell me, like, maybe Drew McIntyre shouldn't have beat Kurt Angle in this manner, he did this and this, I can right. respect that. But if you just tell me, oh, it's bad, but you don't have good to offer, then I just think you have a bad mentality on it. So this is the first podcast where I'm shooting on Brandon. This is the first shooting on Brandon Brown segment. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first one on video. So you can look me in the eyes and see what I'm pissed off with. <laughs> it, it felt like it, it felt like like this is an English Wait, show. Let me get really sort close of thing. to the camera so you can like just you know talk to right. me. Right. Like it felt like like an English show. Like it was like, oh, this is we're stopping off here. We gotta tape a show. Okay. So here's a show we've, we've, we've thrown out here. Yeah, there's there's storylines here and stuff coming together, but the match most of the matches weren't necessarily exciting. You know what I mean? I can agree the with that. The I can agree changes, with that. Yeah. yeah, like it's like yeah, you had the title change, but it was like this sort of weird squash match sort of thing. So it's like there, there wasn't a lot of necessarily interesting things happening on the show, or anything that. To me, right. really well, stuck I, out besides, you know, Rousey I hear you. And, yeah. We're spending a lot of time on Raw. We should probably get the SmackDown Live. I hear you. I understand. Yeah. And I hate you I mean. for it. Yeah. <laughs> so Smackdown, <laughs> Smackdown Live. Um, admittedly, you know, I didn't I, I had to read up on SmackDown because I've been so busy this week that I didn't have time to see it. Right. Um, so so what's your hot take on SmackDown? Right. Yeah. So I yeah, I thought the stuff they did on SmackDown was better. I thought they did the SmackDown show was a lot better. What they, how they utilize stuff, the stuff they had between Miz and Daniel Bryan going back yeah, and forth. I did, backstage so I did see really like funny. maybe the first hour. I'm, I'm kind of lying. I did, I did see that uh, last night before I had to jump on Wesley's podcast. 
Um, yeah, that Ms. Daniel Bryan stuff is very interesting because I never realized I would want them as an odd couple. Yeah, yeah. And they're doing a good job already. You know what I mean? Because they already have such good chemistry as opponents. So why not throw them into like a I have to work with you kind of situation? Right. Yeah. So it's that's great. And, I and then right. And then of course you had the sort of controversy with Shane McMahon winning the best in the world. You know, trophies sort he of covered it well though. He yeah. covered it well. Uh, I was actually pretty critical of the UK crowd. Yeah, this and week. the crowd reacted weird to it. So that sort of yeah. added a little you know the crowd the crowd you know was just like booing him you know obviously because they didn't like that he you know got the best in the world trophy but it's like okay this was a saudi arabia event that you all already were shitting on yeah and now you're critical of the fact that shane mcmahon got the best in the world um i think he covered it well like in kayfabe in kayfabe he's like one of my guys went down he couldn't compete i wasn't gonna let smackdown go down like that so i stepped in the ring and i, I went and did it in kayfabe he's got a perfect explanation i didn't want to but I had to, you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I agree with it. I, I I think they did a good job of explaining it. And I think that people, you know, they just focus too much on like, oh, well, Shane McMahon won best of the world. So that sucks. I'm like, yo, but if the kayfabe reason makes sense, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, course, yeah, I love <laughs> Shane O'Mac. Yeah. You can't yeah. go wrong with Shane O'Mac, man. Yeah. I mean, people slept on WrestleMania 32 or sorry, not, not 32. 33 with AJ Styles. They were like, it's going to be a shitty match. AJ Styles deserves better. I'm like, AJ Styles is going to get a good match because Shane O'Mac can freaking wrestle his ass off. And I don't care what anybody says. Shane McMahon gives it like 110%. Wrestles better than some of the guys. And and they had match of the night at 33 easily. Oh, yeah. Don't don't sleep on Shane O'Mac, bro. Shane O'Mac's Hall of Famer. I agree. Uh, I 100% agree. But yeah, exactly. So you you had that stuff that was you know told better and done better for the flow of the show. Um, also, of course, then you had Becky Lynch come out, cut just as good if not a better promo than uh, Rousey did, and then you get the yeah, debut. that's a hell of a few, man. The yeah. debut of Nikki Cross, Nikki Cross, yeah. And but so yeah, came... I'm super hyped about uh, so Becky and that co- her, goes yeah. back to to rectifying things man so sometimes like if you say well you know sanity had a horrible debut on smackdown and they haven't even been around i agree i 100 agree but wwe has fixed it you know just in one week by you know having them come out and then through the smoke nikki cross comes out now nikki cross has gotten herself even more over by staying in nxt and being involved in the alistair black storyline of who did it who took out alistair black she was the main like main piece of that storyline and now she comes in got a great reaction on smackdown and now sanity all of a sudden is like a group to take seriously just by the fact that they're associated with her so sometimes again we we as fans we get we try to rush the storyline but you know, WWE rectified it. Here, Sanity's now got a bright future. You know what I mean? There's now a place for them on SmackDown. Right. And then what did you think of uh, Mandy Rose coming out? In the promo? I, so I'm not going to lie to you. This is one that I haven't seen yet. And I haven't oh, even okay. read on it yet. Oh, okay. All yeah, I've yeah. seen are pictures of her with the mic. So I've, I'm excited because, uh, you know, I didn't have the podcast up and running yet, but during the first mixed match, uh, mixed match challenge, say that five times fast, <laughs> I was so impressed with her involvement with Gold, with Goldust, uh, Team Rose Gold. Uh, she stepped up to the plate to the point where I was like, okay, they have a star on their hands because, you know, she's she looks great. I mean, she wrestled great on uh, the mixed match challenge. And then apparently from what you're telling me, 
she cut a fire promo is that what happened yeah she came out she was good man it was good she 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 also she's got that uh that even marie sort of thing she going does on and, and, too, and that was that cool was, which i was missing yeah so they so called like, oh, her yeah, that it's good they they actually said something about that on nxt they literally said something like mandy rose is what even marie should have been because she can go in the ring she's got the look she stands out so uh, Mandy Rose has a bright future, so I'm excited to queue up that uh, that promo right after we're done with this podcast. So hurry it up, Brandon. Yeah, um, yeah, and then of course you had the main event. You get Joe, Jeff Hardy, but then they're tied in with the Miz, Shane McMahon, uh, and Daniel Bryan, and they get into this weird brawl where they all sort of end up fighting each other. Bryan kind of snaps at the end, and, and sort of like, you know, what's what's going on? So that that's something I'm looking forward to for for next week. Um, but cool. you know, I guess it's yeah. a two hour shorter match. So I, I, I just felt SmackDown flowed a little better and the, they utilize their does. stuff a little to bit me, better. To me, it always does because yeah. they have just as much storyline, but less time to fill. So they almost right. have to rush it. Um, so SmackDown always has really nice pacing and things right. kind of overlap. And, and, and I like that too. Um, raw is getting cut a little bit. I don't know if anybody heard this news, but the overrun that we've been used to since 1997 raw going to like 1107 1115 apparently usa is putting the the squash on that oh wow From now on raw is going to end at 11 <clears throat> i'm actually a fan of that because i'm like you know that means we're going to get a little less raw a little less time so they're going to have to just maybe take out that you know that segment right before the main event of you know putting two jobbers on you know Right. the card and having them wrestle so i'm excited to see that you know personally hopefully yeah. it, it fixes the pacing a little bit um you know basically why you're so critical of raw right. um yeah I, i'm so sure we'll next week yeah raw will be awesome and then smackdown will be rubbish or something you know that, it seems to yeah. do that remember there was like an uh, there was an episode where we were like raw was awesome and smackdown sucked and then the next week we were like smackdown was awesome and then raw sucked yeah. um so we'll see i mean we'll we'll see how they do on that yeah and um, so listening back, you know, there was last episode, you were start, starting to talk about Bobby Lashley being the first black world champion. And I guess I, <laughs> I, I missed it and I, I cut Universal you off. Champion. <laughs> yeah. So I missed it and cut you off. And I apologize yeah. for that because I listened and I was like, man, you know, that is a topic I want to talk about. You know, the first black world champion. We we've had long discussions about it. But sure. what I do want to tell you is let's save that for another episode. But I do want to talk about that because I think we. Uh, we'll have some good insight on what we who we feel might be the first black world champion okay. or universal champion for that matter. <laughs> <That'll be funny. laughs> oh man. So somebody's on uh Apollo Cruz. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with Apollo Cruz? <laughs> Nothing. The only reason I say that is because you said that so tongue in cheek. I know you well uh, enough, but you said that. that to basically be like, Yeah, he'll never do it, buddy. <laughs> I said that in full seriousness. Nice moves, pal. <laughs> no way, Jose. Does he count? There's no way, Jose. No way, Jose is like Dominican. How uh, the hell is he? Uh, he's close enough, right? So I think it's about that time, Brandon. We probably should get to our interview that we recorded with Keith. And uh, it was a pretty fun one. We, we do talk some WCW. So let's let's get to that. Hi. Can he follow your thoughts? All right. So over at the World Whining Federation, we got Usos over the New Day. I guess they're still around. Becky Lynch defeated uh, NXT Call-Up. Oh, okay. 
Well, now that that's out of the way, let's talk about the where the big boys play. Let's talk about WCW. We actually got a special guest. You may know him as Jockey Full of Bourbon. He murdered Brandon with a promo last week. Uh, but this promo week, he's fire. actually joining our show to talk about some WCW. So, Mr. Keith, the people's champ, how are you, buddy? I'm good. Ready so, to talk some uh, ready to talk some wrestling, some old school Southern boy wrestling. Some wrestling, like Ted <laughs> Turner would say. So you were a big WCW fan. It seems like you were a bigger WCW fan than you were a WWE, WWF fan, right? Yeah, I mean, I was somewhere in between because I love Stone Cold, still love Stone Cold. But uh, as a kid, Sting, Sting was the guy. And of course, oh, uh, guy. Okay. Yeah. And the NWO were like the best bad guys around. So. Yeah, WCW definitely was my forte. So something people probably don't know, uh, you're actually one of our original listeners of the podcast, which is pretty cool. And something oh. else people might not know is that we went, we all went to high school together. Yeah, represent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we went to Gaither High School in uh, Tampa, Florida. And what's funny about that, even though we were on good terms, I never knew you were a wrestling fan. <laughs> I had like a... Uh... I don't know. I was like super into it as a kid and I always kind of kept up with it. I had like, I guess a, a dark ages where I didn't keep up. And then at my old job, I started watching it around my boss cause he hated it. And so, <laughs> so you literally started watching again out of spite. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw like the new day and I was like, what is going on? Like, what is this? And it was like a whole, it's totally different from what I remembered. And I just kind of fell back into it. Oh, that's awesome. So, okay. So basically when, when you, when we were teenagers, you actually weren't watching professional wrestling at the time. No, I feel like I would just like, I have like my, I had old videos and stuff. I just watched the old stuff, the WCW days, but I wasn't keeping up with the invasion and all the stuff that happened once it got bought out. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, let's not talk about the invasion. We could do a whole <laughs> invasion and how that should have gone. And oh, it could have went better. <laughs> Actually, maybe we should talk about that. Because, <laughs> uh, as much as people talk about WCW, um, you know, one thing I always wonder is, what would have happened if the WWE didn't buy WCW? What if um, Eric Bischoff had bought it like he was planning to do? I think wrestling would be totally different. For the better or for the worse? I don't know. It's the mainstream aspect of it has definitely helped. I feel like, you know, it's grown the fan base. It keeps it alive. But it also, you know, it's a different world now. It's a different product. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll give the controversial take, but my thing is, I th and and this is coming from a WWF fan. I'm I'm predominantly WWF, um, and you can see it. I'm not used to saying WWE sometimes, but um, I think if if WCW had got bought out by Eric Bischoff, I think the industry would be uh, so much better. Like right now, because competition is a hell of a thing, man. I wouldn't be doing a good podcast if I didn't listen to other podcasts and go, oh, I can rock their shit, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, the golden the golden age stuff was happening when it was uh, you know, you had DX and Stone Cold and The Rock and Undertaker and all that. But then you also had NWO and Sting and DDP is like all the all the greats on two different shows kind of kept them both at their at their best. And I don't think kids understand that like today, especially like the way today's world is. Um, they don't understand about hitting last channel on your remote and having to oh, man. between Raw and Nitro. Oh, I mean, I that was an experience channel. in itself. I mean, like how, like how was that for you, man? Like I, I, I know it was amazing for me and, and Brandon, did you, were you a channel flicker at the time? Well, yeah. I was certainly a channel flicker, uh, the night TNA went head to head against WWE. 
<laughs> and that was I, awesome. I, wait, how were you a channel flicker if we were if we went there live? Yeah, actually, yeah, we were there live. But what so, I'm saying so is, you is lied. Like, so you basically lied on air to no, no, no. cool. But what I mean is, you know, later on, you know, I was watching both shows and switching back and yeah. forth. So you got to experience it just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, like a little bit. I got a little bit of that. But not in not in like the attitude era. Uh well, I was more exclusively, I guess, a WWF guy at the oh, time. Wow, okay. But I, I would didn't know that actually. Yeah, but I still knew about some of the guys over on the other other show. All right, Keith. So you're predominantly a WCW guy. Um, what was it like for you back then? I mean, I was I was watching. It was kind of a mixed bag, actually, because I didn't have cable when I was like, I don't know, growing up. I was, you know, had UPN forty four and whatever. But <laughs> my grandma had cable, and she was nice enough to tape Nitro for me. So a lot of times, I was getting Nitro like days after it happened, watching it on tape. And then uh, once I had cable, I got on that that last channel vibe and I would kind of catch like the big matches on raw, but the NWO and sting that that stuff always kept me uh, glued to nitro for the most part, man. That I, my, that was I my thing. I can't imagine though. Cause I, we had cable pretty much, you know, my entire childhood, which I didn't realize how blessed we I was to have that at the time. Oh, yeah. Everybody just had cable. Um, and I mean, I'm talking about like we, I can distinctively remember, you know, uh, WWE was on 23 channel 23 and WCW was on channel three. So I would literally just be taking my remote going 23, 3, 23, 3. And it's like, <laughs> um, you know, one minute NW is beating people down. Uh, and then on the next channel, Stone Cold Steve Austin's like choking out Bret Hart. And it's like to go back and forth. I think predominantly watch the WWF and then on commercial breaks, watch WCW, which was hard to do because the WW, uh, sorry, the WCW, uh, I sound like Bret Hart, the WCW. <laughs> but uh, WCW was always trying to beat the WWF to, to break. So that the hours would be in their favor. So anytime I went to WCW after the WWF went to commercial, they were already on commercial. <laughs> so sucked. Yeah, it worked out sometimes, but then I know like there's also the famous time where uh, Shivani tried to spoil the main event. I guess he did spoil the main event of Raw. Worst thing he could have done. Yeah, it's like that was like the moment. Like, a bastard. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you know, but that yeah, that was an Eric Bischoff call. To, oh, to yeah. yeah, telling Shivani like, "Hey, read this," and then you know the the stain like Shivani had like, ah, that'll put seats in the uh, you know butts in the seat. And yeah, yeah, yeah it I did. Like the, I didn't like that little uh, this little commentary. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and it's Mick Foley too. Like he was a WCW mainstay. People loved Cactus Jack. You know what I mean? So yeah, he's like a legend. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. see. Yeah, it's not like guy. it's not like Bob Holly won the title. Brandon. Ugh. Hey, Bob Holly is a future Hall of Famer. Mark my words. What what Hall of Fame? Which yeah, seriously? <laughs> TNA like the NASCAR Hall of Fame involvement or, <laughs> or what? Dude, I'm a, a distant relative of uh, Gerald Briscoe, Jerry Briscoe. Oh man! <laughs> First of all, I need my car fixed. If you can help me out, <laughs> dude. They closed the body shop. I always I heard, and I I actually like all of my cars up until like my last one. Always got fixed at the Briscoe uh, Briscoe Bros. But Dude, like at the time, uh, my girlfriend, uh, her car got like towed somewhere near there. And I remember telling her like, Hey, you stay here for a second. And I just went to the body shop just to look and be like, Oh man, this is the, this is it. This is the, the car yeah, shop, the legendary shop. Yeah. yeah. I like, I never thought anything of it. Cause, uh, it's Jerry's brother is like, uh, him and my grandpa are close friends and like, just kind of go back with that family. And so I never really thought about it. And then you see like people wearing it on raw and yeah, the, the background the and shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like, hey, like they just did a 
It's in my body on my car. Well, that's cool. Thanks, thanks for sharing that story. It's a lot better than the stories Brandon shares on this podcast. <laughs> so I appreciate it. Brandon, any stories for us this week? Uh, oh, yeah. I think one time I, I drove a prostitute. So, Keith, uh, <laughs> let me. <laughs> Anyway, Keith. <laughs> so, it wasn't on purpose, though. <laughs> so, in in your perspective, uh, what was the greatest WCW moment ever? The first time Sting talked after he hadn't talked for like a year, and it was like I can't remember exactly what he said. He points at JJ Dillon and he points at Hogan. He's like, "You're a coward." And people don't give him enough credit. Like it, now that he's been that character long enough, people don't realize how big that was because. Sting was almost like WCW's, I want to say ultimate warrior. Like he was almost yeah, like that of. character of like energy. And he literally used to cut promos where he's like, I'm going to eat you up. Like, like, you know, he was like, <laughs> this like flamboyant charisma, blonde hair, flat top. So he was definitely eighties and he carried that character all the way to 96. And then all of a sudden he became dark and yeah, got out of nowhere. And, you know, he'd gotten betrayed by Lex Luger. And, you know, basically like, oh, you didn't believe me, you know, fake sting, fake sting was uh, causing some some havoc and uh, not Halloween havoc, but havoc. Uh, and then, you know, basically sting felt betrayed, didn't talk, went away. Um, and that was a big change. Can you imagine like uh, WWF fans imagine Ultimate Warrior not talking for a year and a half, just like get that visual and then suddenly saying a couple words. Like that's the impact. Do you like his uh, red and black face paint or the the white and black? Uh the white and black man. Like when that you know it was like the crow, which was cool, but I don't know the that was it with the red and black. It was still cool, but then he was talking again, and he was NWO technically, and like it was. It cool. kind of betrayed the character, didn't it? Like I yeah, felt like it yeah. betrayed like why he had changed over to that character. Yeah, it's like the the honor was gone. You know, he wasn't like he was almost like. He had like that Bushido, and now it's like with the red and black, it's just not. It's and like then, doing... even worse, he he teamed up with Lex Luger again. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. So like, it was what? almost like it's like okay, he talked like, for a year over this guy. Like what? Right? Yeah. Like you felt really betrayed. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like Brandon betraying me. Like I would never talk to him again. <laughs> and sometimes I just don't want to talk to him at all. Like paint your face. What colors would you take on if you like had this blood feud with Brandon? Uh, <laughs> probably like completely white face, just just to be like, just to be like a blank stare. Like kind of like you ever seen like the Jabberwockies? But speaking of hating Brandon, uh, that that was a segue into nothing. By the way, I just <laughs> <laughs> like pulling out the white paint. Like all right, let's right. Go. Yeah. <laughs> So do you know where that crow character came from um, with Sting? Like how that came about? No. Uh, so apparently, you know, he was backstage and they were trying to figure out what they were going to do with the storyline about him getting betrayed and not wanting to help WCW. And apparently Scott Hall comes up and he's just kind of like, why don't, why don't you play uh, the crow character? You know, like he says something like that. And they're kind of asking him what the crow is. And he's like telling them like, oh, the white face paint with the black and stuff and stoic. You don't talk. And they were just like, oh, my God, that's perfect. So Scott Hall was actually the one that came up with this thing character, which is pretty cool. Dude, there's not I couldn't even put a dollar amount on how much I would pay just to listen to Scott Hall explain to me the plot of the crow. 
Dude, <laughs> break that down for me. Hey, yo. <laughs> you ever seen a man die and then come back to life? Like, hate on him now. But hey, you go. Scott Hall, without going too far into this, Scott Hall is easily like one of the best minds in professional wrestling. Like, there's so many stories. That, yeah, when he was on the straight and narrow, like there were so many stories about him creating characters and driving storylines and doing so much. It's like it's to the point where I'm like, come on, please bring him to NXT right now and just have him go wild with his mind. Yeah, yeah, it's like. You know, you hear stories about him, Raven, like a lot of these guys just like really having a, a gift for that stuff. And it's Raven, it's cool to see you know, them kind of turn into that role, too. Yeah. Forget about Raven. You know, I, I, what about what about him? <laughs> what about Raven? What about Raven? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I don't want to talk about the cliches, you know, the NWO, things like that. There's so many podcasts and so many. Jesus Christ, Brandon, your phone's Brandon. going off in the middle of the podcast. Is Brandon, every episode. See, I was going to say, <laughs> who listens to it? So he knows that it goes off every episode. Dude, I always like, sometimes I'm listening at work and like, I'll hear that noise go off. And I'm like, look around, like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> what is that? And then I hear, you know, Kenny, you correct him. So then I know it's Brandon. <laughs> you know, Brandon. Not, turning the, not turning the alarm off. Professional uh, podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so WCW, I mean, what, are there some things that, you know, maybe a storyline you felt that didn't go very far that could have gone better? Um, you know, is there like a uh, almost like a underdog character that you felt should have gone further? Like what you, you know, WCW. So what do you think? Uh, man, there's a couple there. A couple people that I really liked. Okay, so there was that whole era that I know it gets a lot of shit now, but like when Glacier came out and then they had Wrath and Mortis and all the crazy I love like, those kinda, characters. Yeah, yeah, like the Mortal Kombat kind of street yeah. fighter. Dude, I, I thought that stuff was cool. And then, you know, the you know, Glacier kind of went into like mid-card hell, Wrath was whatever. And Canyon had the coolest moveset of like, or Mortis, who, be, you know, became Canyon, Bumper had the coolest... Too moveset of anybody what do they call him the innovator the innovator, the innovator of offense, of offense. Dude, yeah, the, one of the coolest yeah. nicknames oh, man and it was fireman's carry yeah into uh, you know into the flatliner yeah he just it, had the cool moveset i remember thinking like you know he was the workhorse of wcw at that time that and he doesn't get enough credit for that because before people were hitting you know ddp was hitting diamond cutters out of nowhere he was hitting that flatliner out of any position on anybody. You know, back again, back to Raven. I thought Raven's flock was a super cool idea. And they kind of, you know, they, they let those guys, they had something special there because those guys could get their asses kicked every week. And somehow you still like thought they were cool. They didn't lose any of their like, oh, they're still sitting in the crowd. You know who had that? You know who had that? And uh, it, people are really going to hate me for making this comparison. Uh, the four horsemen. Oh yeah, I mean, could beat their ass every single week, and they come back, and they're the freaking horsemen. So you, it, it, it takes a very special group to like lose all the time and still maintain that coolness and bravado. Yeah, and I think you get to a certain point too, where like you know, if you're the horseman, you're so over that, like you can take that take that L here and there. Right. And the horseman almost had like a uh, there's like a there's levels to it, like. Rick's not taking all the L's and then Arn, you know, he kind of stepped out. They had Mongo down there to kind of eat a couple and then Dean, you know, Dean Malenko and Chris Benoit. It's like they had some other people around to, to guard the, the top. Now you mentioned a name that is very, very, yeah, I said uh, kind of a no, no in professional wrestling now. And I think yeah. everybody knows the name I'm talking about. 
Steve Mongo McMichael. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mongo, baby. It's Mongo. This is where the big boys play, baby. <laughs> Steve Mongo McMichael. I don't know how he got a chance in the WWF <laughs> at WrestleMania 11 and got into WCW. Um, this is a controversial take, but I actually did like Steve Mongo McMichael on commentary. Yeah, I really he, did. He, he was, was really like, eloquent with how he spoke. Yeah, he had like a funny, uh, like a flamboyant Dusty Rhodes way about him. <laughs> That's a person I compare him to is Dusty Rhodes. I mean, he didn't tell anybody that, you know, he's got a bicycle, but you know, it was still, it was still great. Yeah, um, you remember he like, he, he used to carry a small dog with him yes, too. I like that, definitely he didn't remember always that. do it, but he did have a small dog for a little bit that he would like kind of have like off commentary too. I just remember like him saying, that's unabashed arrogance. <laughs> like for some reason, always used this like big vocabulary to like get himself over it, and it was really weird. And I think I sent you a clip today, uh, which I probably should post on our uh, our Instagram page of like the worst sequence in professional wrestling regarding Mongo. Uh, I don't even remember who he fought. Was it a uh, who did he fight in that clip? Oh, who was it? It was Brian. Oh, Adams. It was Brian Adams. Crush. So yeah. yeah, Brian Adams. He he like forces a DDT <laughs> and just like jacks his head into the mat. Oh. Yeah, he did like a weird, like a stutter step thing. Yeah. Like, a, and didn't, get, didn't give him a warning. Slide and then just fell yeah. on it. <laughs> but you know, people usually give warnings with the DDT. They slap the back a little bit yeah, to like let it. it's time to go. But he just like jacks his head down. Like, like oh, uh, yeah. it was it was horrible. Brandon, had, did you like did you like Crush by any chance, Keith? Were you a Crush fan? You know, I I had forgotten about him until I I was actually I mentioned to Kenny the other day. I was watching the '97 Rumble and he came out with the Nation, and I was like, "He crushed crushers in the Nation." And then I was like, "Wait, that's Brian Adams." So I had this whole like uh, epiphany. Epiphany. There you guys would say a hyperbole. That's not the <laughs> so. The reason Brandon's mentioning it, we were actually on the Flashback Wrestling podcast, and the their host uh, Wesley Amendano. He just goes into a huge spiel. He hates Crush. It's like, you know, we all have that one that we just can't stand and they can't do any right. Oh, um, yeah. That was definitely his, is Crush. I have another friend that DDP is his. And oh. I'm like, what are you talking about? DDP was oh, awesome. Heartbreaker. I'm like, yeah, what are you talking about? Like the original People's Champion. Yeah, like, say, that's the People's Champ. I, right. That's. Oh, that's, man. So he just can't stand DDP to the point where like, and this is the funny part. He does DDP yoga. Right, and I, I'm like, how how do you do DDP yoga? And he, and he's like, uh, well, in my head, DDP the instructor is different from DDP the wrestler. And I'm like, you can't That's do that. Crazy. It's the same person. <laughs> yeah, it's like I love his product, but I do not care for the man. Right, exactly. How people eat Papa John's, you know? It's like <laughs> people rationalize stuff like that all the time. Chick Fil A, I don't... dude, I eat Papa John's and Chick Fil A. Right, he did. Yeah, he did so a Hulk good. Hogan impression on the last podcast. So right. Brandon, I give a crap. I love Hogan. Hogan's <laughs> back, right? Did they bring him back? Yeah, but Hogan, like, for like my personal golden age, Hogan is. You know the right. get a little Jimmy so, in there. So let's talk about that. So you're talking obviously about Jimi Hendrix when he was in the NWO. Yeah. Um, how far does your wrestling fandom go back? So did you like grow up with Hulk Hogan, you know, say your prayers, eat your vitamins or like what was your first interaction with someone like Hogan? I, I knew Hogan is, you know, the, the classic, the yellow and red, eat your vitamins, Hulkamania. And, uh, you know, with state kind of with WCW had that weird time where it was almost like, aimless there was like the dungeon of doom and there wasn't really they a whole lot going in on the old wwf stars yeah shark <laughs> and 
Yeti and all that stuff. And then like there was this no, huge, no, no. First of all, that's the Yeti. The Yeti, yeah. The I can't I can't uh can't mispronounce that guy's name. He's pretty so you know what was your memory? And first of all, did you watch the last episode of Nitro? I don't remember it. I <laughs> if I if I I remember when like Shane and Vince or Shane showed up on like the screen. It's all kind of a blur to me now. I think I tried to like erase it. Repressed <laughs> <laughs> memory, kind of like Brandon. Yeah. Uh, Brandon writing lyrics about his mother. <laughs> <laughs> Don't beat me again. <laughs> Damn it, mom. <laughs> uh, so Keith, I thought I'd do something a little bit special with you. I got a little segment planned out for you. We have an. I have another friend uh, that is a huge WCW mark. Uh, he liked WCW better than the WWF. And what he did was he compiled a list of theme songs um, for us to guess and to see if we can uh, remember which WCW star that song belonged to. Let's do it. <laughs> so let's test our knowledge here. I mean, it's my belt on. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. This guy's got a belt. I feel kind of naked right now. I feel like <laughs> Brandon right now. Got my belt. Got my juice. Ready. You know what, Keith? You're holding my title. I'm coming for it. Oh, there it is. Hey, he, hey, Keith, he's gotten a promo on you. He feels uh, ashamed. Got a promo week. on me? <laughs> <laughs> you listen here, Brandon. I'm going to get my shovel, and I'm going to come over there, and I'm going to grab you, and then I'm going to bury you in the ground. <laughs> bury you in the bunker. <laughs> well, let me tell you something, brother, Brandon. Brother Keith, you want to sit there on the Kenny for your thoughts podcast? You want to sit there with your V8 juice, your ta- titles, your lack of light in your room, Brandon? I know what you're doing. I don't approve. You need to say your prayers. You survive. I can't do a Hogan impression. Though. I don't know why I tried. I tried last week. I wanted to redeem myself. But anyway, let's get into our segment. Do we have a name for this segment, Brandon? Uh, do you know your WCW things? <laughs> Yes, that theme. If you're wondering, Brandon's coming live from Baghdad right now because that's the only <laughs> explanation I have for why he's in the dark. Oh, man. Brandon, I'm going to come underground and then I'm going to bring you above ground just so I can bury you one more time underground. <laughs> On this Tuesday in Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. This segment is called Going Down on WCW. <laughs> Not every segment can be going down. And, uh, anyway. All right, here we go. Don't sleep on WCW. Yeah, I guess we can shout it out if we know, both of us. Yeah. I'll get my wrestling Shazam out. <laughs> it's true. You could probably just pull out the phone and be like, hey. And be like, uh, Rick Fuller, 1995. <laughs> uh, Rick Fuller. Like, that's like a key jobber name in my in my. It's, like, it's like, ding, Jerry Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> what do we get, Brandon? Juice we up. win. Uh, we get a sun-kissed orange soda from Kenny. Available in small, medium, or the size, which is the only size we actually have. Don't sleep on WCW. <laughs> is, he Horrible to, is he telling me to vote? Lance Storm. That was Lance Storm. Tony was holding the Canadian title. Lance Storm. How about yeah. that thing? Sexy time. All right, that's enough of that. All right, I guess we'll give Kenny a little little dot here. My God, Lance Storm, dude. So yeah, I thought Lance Storm had his greatest work in WCW personally. Yeah, didn't at one time didn't Jim Duggan like join him? He like turned on America, 
and became Canadian. And I think even worse, it was like right after he had beaten cancer, like legitimately beaten cancer. Like, uh, think, like I really want you to think about that. Like Roman Reigns, like is unfortunately battling cancer right now. Hacksaw Jim Duggan comes back after battling cancer and then turns on America and joins Team Canada. Like, <laughs> only WCW could write that story. <laughs> oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. We stand on guard for thee. All Good right, job, guys. Man. Are you ready? Yes. The next theme. Don't sleep on WCW. Oh, my God. That's Norman Smiley. <laughs> no way. Uh, oh, my God. This guy. Is it? Hey, let, me, let me do the big wiggle. Hold is on. It, let me do the big right? wiggle. <laughs> that's 100% Norman Smiley because instantly I saw the Turner Tron, as you call it. In- oh, in my head where he's just like doing the like <laughs> what was it called the wiggle the big wiggle the big wiggle yeah dude norman i love norman screaming norman screaming smiley. norman smiley which like when if you had asked me that question right the like gr- greatest wcw underdogs at the top of my list would have been norman smiley because here's a guy that should have never succeeded <laughs> and you remember he used to just come out in his little little underwear with his Yellow boots underwear yeah and then it had no gimmick and then all of a sudden they put him into the screaming norman smiley thing <laughs> and it's just the most badass gimmick in the world like it worked when he was yeah, just he like, was like screaming he was like george jefferson but like really excitable <laughs> right when he was just like wait put the camera there when he was just like <laughs> <laughs> it was it was great. Uh it was one of those like that would never happen in another company. All right. Here we go with the next theme. All right, I got to get I got to get one. <laughs> I got nothing on this one. Oh man, the Renegade? Oh my god. Yes. Oh, that was my guess on the last yes. one. Oh, I should have said it again. <laughs> and the only reason the only reason I'm like Renegade is because I'm like, that kind of sounds like a crappy warrior ripoff, yeah, which yeah, is that's... exactly what the Renegade was. Oh man, I should have I, I should, I'm saying Renegade the rest of them. <laughs> my first guess. <laughs> but She's I'm upset welcome. by that. <laughs> All right. I know you're you're almost like Brandon on the promo segment last week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> just naked of alone, man. <laughs> Here we go. Don't sleep on WCW. Armstrong Brothers. Gosh, what a nerd. He's such a nerd. No. There's no way that that right. That the song is ingrained in my head. <laughs> what is that? Armstrong Brothers. Armstrong Brothers. Who the hell are the Armstrong Brothers? <laughs> Are those the two bald twins? No. You remember Bullet Bob Armstrong? No. Okay. All right. All right. So the road dog, Jesse James? Yeah, of course. He's he's an Armstrong. So his dad was Bullet Bob Armstrong, and they had a couple uh, of the Armstrong brothers in WCW, and they were jobbers. Like, they were complete jobbers. And uh, in fact, you know what? I'm going to use as our episode cover, I'm going to use this really 90s picture of the Armstrong brothers just all shirtless kind of looking at the camera like this. <laughs> um, so Scott Armstrong, the referee, like, you know, Scott Armstrong from the WWE hard body ref. 
The jacked ref? Yeah, the hard body ref. That's one of the Armstrong brothers. They had Brad Armstrong, who actually played um, Buzzkill. And I actually yeah, I think... That name. Okay, yeah. I think he might have been in the flock. I might be wrong on that. But he did some stuff. Um, yeah, so the Armstrong brothers, yeah. For some reason, that was just one of those jobber songs that like I heard every Saturday night on oh, WCW Saturday night. So it's just ingrained <laughs> in my memory. Oh, WCW Saturday night was like... I, you always went into it expecting like you're going to get something good and you're like, Oh yeah, it's going to wait through these jobber matches. And then by the end you're like, wait, they were all jobber matches. Like what was it? This? It's true. It's so true. Like you would like the, okay. So my first exposure to WCW was 1994. And I remember, remember it distinctively. We were playing monopoly. This is to tell you, like we talked about this off air, like how I can remember, like me and you can remember stupid details. It yeah. Was 1994. I was at my aunt's house and we were playing monopoly and they're flicking through the channels and I see wrestling and I'm like, Oh, wrestling's on, put it on. So they put it on. I'm like, who the fuck is, are these people <laughs> at the MGM? And I'm like, this is not WWF. It was freaking Lord Steven Regal. Oh, man. I remember thinking like, is that guy Superman? Because you know, he had the slick back hair and he had the, yeah. blue, the reds the so I understand at the time. <laughs> and I was like, is that like, he's supposed to be playing like Superman. Like what's he doing? And uh, yeah, that was my first exposure was WCW Saturday night. So I just thought WCW was a joke just based off that, that show. Don't sleep on WCW. West Texas Rednecks. Oh, <laughs> is this rap is crap? Is it, is it rap is crap? No, no, no. This is uh, uh this is Bobby Duncan Jr. Bobby isn't Duncan. It? Um, no, what's the other guy? Ken, uh, not Kendall Duncan. But... This is somebody who used the song that ended up becoming uh, the West Texas Redneck song. Yeah, it's there's is it Jeff Jarrett. Oh my God! Her hey, Jeff Jarrett. How uh, was Jeff Jarrett? Okay, so that goes back to what I was saying. W- Jeff Jarrett went to WCW '96, and I, I'm pretty sure he used that song. And then of later in 99, they gave it to the West Texas Rednecks. So that's why I was getting confused. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Technicality. Yeah, yeah, it says later modified into use for West Texas Rednecks. Yes. They, did, they used rap as crap, right? I, I'm not. After that. The, okay. the, I hate rap. <laughs> rap is crap. <laughs> we should shoot a music video. All three of them. <laughs> All right, guys. Next song. <laughs> Don't sleep on WCW. Why do you have your light on? Yeah, it's like a kick. Later. Right? What did you say, Keith? I said Bader. Wait, what did you say, Kenny? Bader. Ah, yes, there you go. Oh my god! Because that's when you come out with the Mastodon mask and you put it down and you just like play with it. Okay, so not that I cheated at all, but like it's it's because like recently not recently, maybe a couple of years ago, I, I watched like all of the Clash of the Champions. So I heard that song a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you got some deep cuts in here. The Armstrong Brothers, what? <laughs> Brandon, you got the next one queued up? Uh, it is queued up right now. Why do you have the light on, by the way? Because in the uh, bunker. I'm in the bunker. All right, <laughs> we ready. Don't sleep on WCW. Oh, come on. We're the boys. We're the best oh, boys. <laughs> oh, look at that. I'll give you both the points for that, right? No, no, he got me, dude. I 
Dude, play that play that one because like that was a little bit that was always better than their WWF song. And I don't say that a lot. I usually think WWE songs are better, but listen to that bad boy. Boys is fire, bro. Little known fact, I absolutely hate the Nasty Boys. Like, yeah. that's probably by one. That's my, like, I can't. I was never a big fan either. I had I had toys of them as a kid, and those are the ones I'd always beat Me up. Too. Toys. That's oh, man. WCW. Do <laughs> I get this? Get it. What up, Mott? Ooh, yeah. Uh, you want to for that one, baby? Yeah. I like how he gave you the version that didn't have the quote at the beginning, though. <laughs> <laughs> he I think it includes, what up, Mott? Ooh, yeah. I think the weight of my belt. <laughs> it's, it's hurting my chances. So, the championship. The Macho Man, I always hated when he repackaged himself in 1999 and did that whole. Is that Was that a Russo choice? Uh, you know so it. supposedly, that was the Macho Man's uh, doing. He wanted to reinvent himself. <laughs> and I, I, don't, I believe it because he probably had creative control. Uh, yeah. Dude, the legendary creative control at WCW, it's like they could just book themselves, basically. <laughs> But anyway, yeah. Brandon. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> no, you fell asleep. <laughs> no, no. Dude, no, no, you're falling I, asleep I, right I, now during a don't sleep segment. Yeah, with your hat down like that, looks like you're nodding <laughs> off. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Don't sleep on WCW. Yeah! Look at that. On the scoreboard. First of all, that's Harlem Heat. That's Big T. Big T used that song. Big T? You remember who Big T was? Yeah, wasn't that Ahmed Johnson? Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> trying to put on WCW. Ahmed Johnson trying to squeeze in the Booker T's clothes. Oh my god, they called him Big T. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, then they made uh they made Booker T come out to like some some like mariachi or they, something. They literally made him come weird. out, I'm pretty sure they made him come out to It's a Small World. Yeah, <laughs> like, small world after all. Like he came out he's like, like looking around. He's that. all like, you know, Booker T is is definitely one of the guys in WCW who got a break and did well with it. Oh yeah, dude, he's. I would put him in a goat category. I love Booker T. Same here. I think we all love Booker T. Brandon's wearing a freaking Booker T shirt right now. Oh yeah, which is actually my shirt. Thanks, Brandon. I was gonna ask you about that about the flames on the shirt. I couldn't see what was going on there. But anyway, Brandon. All right. Don't sleep on WCW. <laughs> Got started. Did you already get it? Yeah. yeah. What the hell? <laughs> it's a siren. <laughs> it's got spider. That's what's a siren like that. It's not the point. Hey, that is really glaring. Yeah, that's I remember cool. the Turnertron. Like it had like a tiger in it for some reason. Like I was going to say, like, like oh, like I was such a big Scott Steiner fan because he just went on TV and he would just say, 
the stuff that you knew wasn't yeah cleared. the wildest shit yeah it was not cleared by anybody in WCW. Big Papa Pump's got your hookup. Do you, Holla, if you hear me, do you remember when he basically threatened to rape Goldberg? Yeah, what, what did you he say? Like, I'm gonna... When I go behind, I do the bump and grind. It's a matter of time. It's like <laughs> literally talking about raping Goldberg. Yeah, it's like these weird freestyle. Like no one else was really doing that. It was like uh, kind of like superstar Billy Graham meets like I don't know, sex, drugs, rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know what I don't know where he got the inspiration for that, but Big Papa Pump is uh, a top notch gimmick. He's in like, my top ten. He might be the best promo in the business. People call say he's Marble Mouth, but like he's an intelligent guy. He just speaks faster than he thinks sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or or yeah, like his. He knows he knows what he's trying to say, but then it comes out all crazy, dude. Steiner math is an amazing promo. <laughs> it's the best promo in the business. Yeah, it's like if you if I want to show someone a wrestling promo, that's what I go to. Steiner <laughs> I math. got hundred and thirty percent. And I'm pretty sure the math checks out. All right, next one is coming right up. All right, I need to get more than one. Let's go. Do it. Come Don't on, Rick Fuller. <laughs> That's DDP. Remember when he did Ready to Rumble and he stopped using the like self high five? They like gave him this crappy song. This is DDP? Yeah, yeah, this was his last WCW song. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, like I said, after Ready to Rumble, they they gave him this song for some reason. Well, he was like, a, maybe yeah, listen, like right here it goes. They <laughs> got like a POD cover band for this. <laughs> Dude, POD was awesome. Isn't is the name of the band Dog? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, no, I, mean, I don't know why I remember all of this crap. How do you like, remember that? Dog. Yeah, it was it was because I remember like, dude, I was part of a theming community, like a forum. Like I'll get into that in another episode. I was actually planning to we we used to like share songs and stuff like that and themes. Like we used to be like super into it. Like we were dorks. So <laughs> so I have an unfair advantage in this theme section. <laughs> yeah, it might might not have been the uh the best challenge for me, but I don't know, I'll I'll take my That's heart. Why I chose WCW songs though. I figured it was your forte. Yeah, I mean, me too. But you, you got the telling you got these deep cuts out here. You're like pulling out. I need some. I need to hear some like. Well, this this list wasn't up. compiled by me. This okay. list was compiled by a, a friend of ours, like I said, who liked WCW. So I don't know what's on this list. Yeah, he's um, he, he's going deep. But uh, Brandon, p play Rick Fuller. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one's got to be Rick Fuller. All right, you got Rick Fuller coming right up. <laughs> All right. Don't sleep on WCW. Oh, come on. Buff Bagwell? Yeah. yeah. He's on the board again. Take that, Haley. Wait, someone's got to hit the post. Hit the post. Hit the post. Hit <laughs> <laughs> a little hat. There's a guy that was only meant for WCW. Marcus Alexander Bagwell. <laughs> Remember when his mom would wrestle? Exactly, Judy Bagwell. If yeah, Judy, Judy Bagwell in a cage match or whatever the hell it was on a pole match. What the Judy hell was on it? a pole? Yeah, it was Judy. ridiculous. I don't remember. Yeah, and dude, they had 
they had a moment where they could have turned Buff Bagwell into like a super baby face and they like just totally screwed it up. And it's like he came back in the wheelchair. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. About? He came back with all the sympathy and then he turned heel right away. Yeah, and it was like he he joined up with uh, Big Papa Pump and they beat yeah, up Rick right. Steiner. But he was like about he could have been the next guy, and they like they turned him into like another flunky in the NWO. Well, you've heard the reason of how why he got fired from the WWF, right? No, something weird, isn't it? Like at least this led to his fire underwear or something like that. <laughs> that might have been one of the things too. But <laughs> one of the things was apparently they had a show like I want to say Memorial Day weekend, and he's supposed to be on the show. And fucking Judy Bagwell, his mother calls in and says, "My son can't be on this show because he's oh he's sick, you know. He's, but he's gonna try to make it in. He's gonna." Try <laughs> to make it in. This is to Jim Ross. He's telling she's telling this to, and Jim Ross is like, "Look, okay, that's fine, but listen to me. Next time this happens, your son is calling me. Respectfully, I never want to hear from you again." <laughs> and like. How are you a grown ass man in the fucking WWF and you have your mom call in call in sick for you? Dude, he, it's cause she's a vet. She's a she's a she's old name <laughs> in the business now. Uh, he, thought that, uh, he thought Jim Ross would put some respect on it, you know? Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. I could see Brandon doing something like that. I would. <laughs> mom, you can call for me anytime. I hope she said it that way too. This is Judy Bagwell. You may remember me from my on a pole match. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. You got any more for me, Brandon? You I, I think you're going to get this one. I think you're going to get this one. Let's do this. Rick Fuller. The worst parts I recognize is yes. Hoobie? Uh, Hoobie Team Guerrero. <laughs> oh, what is this? The Malenko? Hey, Guerrero? No. Rick Fuller? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, fucking L Dandy. <laughs> Why would you doubt El Dandy? <laughs> I got nothing, Brandon. You guys got nothing? Can you, you get a hint? Yeah, uh, give a hint. I want like a Brandon level hint. Yeah, Brandon style hint. You were talking about him earlier. You were talking about him earlier? Yeah. Rick Fuller. <laughs> it's no. not, not Raven. It's not Glacier. Roadblock. Canyon? Mortis? Canyon? Uh, uh, Hugh Morris. He's a big deal. He was what? The strong silent type. He was what? The strong silent type. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> Face paint. Van Hammer? Face paint, you said? Yeah. Vampiro? Sting? <laughs> yes! yes! <laughs> oh! What is the clutch? That's Sting? Sting that's, used that song? That's like, yeah, he had like the surfer music now. It's kind of coming back to me. Like I don't remember scene. that song. I remember the dun, 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 dun. yeah. When yeah, the hell it says uh, WCW Sting first theme song? That right can't be right. His wait. first theme. That can't be right. He when might be when he was wearing the jacket. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah, I, I don't. I don't agree that that's his first song Maybe though. Because song. I'm pretty sure that <laughs> the song I'm talking about was his first song. Throw in the challenge flag. 
Challenge. Challenging it. Well, yep. it is a theme song. I agree. I do or, agree. It's a theme, a song, theme song, but I don't think it's his and, first. Uh, Keith's got it. <laughs> Dang it. He's got three. I think I I think I named every name I've mentioned so far. <laughs> every name. <laughs> Hit my music. Oh, dude, if I got that James Brown cat theme. I'm the greatest. <laughs> I liked when uh, DDP was using the ripoff of Smells Like Teen Spirit. It was off by like two chords. Not even. It was not that it was off by two chords. Is they took the third and fourth chord and switched them. Yeah, I think they kind of used the riff to more than a feeling by Boston, but then like made it into smells like Teen Spirit. You're not. You're not. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, pick up a guitar and play "Smells Like Teen Spirit," right? And all you're gonna do is for DDP song is switch the third and fourth chord. And I promise <laughs> you, it's DDP song. Like instead of. Dun, 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 it's like that's literally the difference and they did the same thing with the other part the little yeah it smells like teen spirit is like the oh no sorry that smells like teen spirit's where the other one's done literally different but anyway brandon that's gonna be the next one so we're all musicians here you could tell because we started get really getting into like chords well, if you want to break it into modes here, we've got uh, <laughs> what octave is that in? What's the scale? What <laughs> can I get the sheet music for uh, <laughs> L55? Take it down two octaves and then let me see if I can. It's in my range. <laughs> God damn, if this isn't Rick Fuller. <laughs> Damn it, Brandon, pull up Rick Fuller. <laughs> Come on, lucky Rick Fuller. Don't sleep on WCW. Oh, shit. <laughs> NWOB song. Damn it. Oh, my God. How do you think I think you're the NWO jobbers, bro? The, the, I remember because that was, was uh, Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas were talking about becoming the B team. I remember thinking they should use that song because that was the NWO B team song. And both their their dads were in the fucking B team in the, in the NWO. Yeah, I don't remember. I only remember the classic the bounce bounce. Well, let me tell you, let me let me kind of give you perspective. Uh Scott Norton used this song. Okay, okay. You know what I, I mean? You. Like that was those NWO guys. I might have just thought it was Scott Norton's song. Right, he, he probably <laughs> well, he's a badass. Like I associate that song with him more than anybody else in the NWO B team. Yeah, Scott <laughs> Norton, Flash Norton, Flash Norton, baby. Remember when he was in a uh, Fire and Ice with uh oh my god, what was the guy's name? Uh he was another. It was another guy that had like a cold gimmick, <laughs> and yeah, they were Fire and Ice, Mister Freeze. <laughs> Who was there? Was another cold guy? I don't remember. Oh, I remember. Uh, his name is the Ice Train. The Ice Train. Yeah, yeah, Ice Train. Uh, I don't even I, remember. And then he became like, um, "Am I smooth?" Later on, that's that sounds familiar. Yeah, he was. I yeah, I think he was like with Ernest Miller, like the cat. Like he was with, like did some stuff. But yeah, he was Ice Train, Ice Train, and 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 uh, Scott Norton. Yeah, that's like that's deep. That's like Lash Larue deep down Check. there i'm gonna grow the sideburns out <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> or excuse me, Corporal Cajun. Yeah, Corporal Cajun. Misfits. <laughs> that was a good stable. I liked Misfits in action. in action. I just like Major Guns, but that's because I was like ten years old. Yeah, I was a uh, I was a big uh, Chavo Guerrero uh, Junior fan. Uh, Pepe, what, what possessed you, dude? Pepe. Well, yeah, the Pepe time was good, but not when he was in uh, the Misfits in action. Well, I still kind of liked him because of Pepe, and then that kind of revitalized him a little. Lieutenant, what was it Lieutenant Loco? Ah, yes, Lieutenant Loco. WCW, you gotta love it. Serious <laughs> knowledge, you guys. Are General Rection. General Rection <laughs> did not understand that name at the time. Yeah, his name was General Lee Rection. No, right? no, Hugh, huge. Or yeah, wasn't Hugh, it like Hugh G Rection? Yeah, yeah. Because his name's Hugh Morris, so it's like Hugh G Rection, General Rection. Uh, horrible. Uh, damn. <laughs> if they're putting dick jokes in your name, you know that push isn't coming. And wasn't the wall, didn't the wall come from there too? No, yeah. the wall came from Berlin. I'm sorry. Yeah, because, Berlin. Yeah, yeah, Alex Wright. He came with, with Berlin. And then he branched out. Dude, there's a character. There's a guy that got over when he wasn't supposed to. Like, yeah. I, I freaking love the wall. The wall. I forgot. Wasn't he like. He was, was he like this big blonde dude. He looked almost like freaking. Uh, what's the guy's name? Guy Fury. He almost had like that big, like blonde, spiky <laughs> hair. And he was like choke slamming people off of like everything. Yeah, he was Berlin's like bodyguard. And then he had like the. Hence, the yeah. Elite Berlin. That, that the wall. <laughs> Damn, the I didn't. Wall. I didn't actually get that reference, but I did obviously get that he was supposed to have like a Nazi vibe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of creepy, Brandon. What the hell? I, I, I know this is early 90s WCW because I remember Clash of the Champions like, and then we come back so and so, like Van Hammer comes out or something. Just Lex Luger. Yes, I was like, because I Lex knew it was from Clash of Champions, because I remember distinctively there's an ad that's like, and when we come back, Lex Luger. Because I saw blonde hair, so I was like, Van Hammer? <laughs> Dude, that was, yeah, I don't, that was one of those crappy WCW production songs. Yeah, there was like a guy just churning those out back there. No, no, it was production music. That literally means like they have a library of people making these crappy songs. Well, <laughs> And then they use them. Like, for example, the Hardy Boys song was not made by the WWE and Jim Johnston. That was that's a production song called Loaded, which is kind of a bummer because that's one of the most like epic theme songs of recent memory. Dude, you'd be surprised whose uh, songs are production songs. NWO is a production song called Rock House. <laughs> uh, Booker T's is a production song called Rap Sheet. Really? Like the yeah. Harlem Heat music? Yeah, that's not a WCW song. That's a, a production song from like 91. Cause if you notice, they stole the beat from, um, it's from something else. Su what, what Suzanne Vega. It's, was it Tom's yeah. diner? Yeah. Uh, That's not uh, Tom's diner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, I know all this useless music knowledge. I'm but sorry. That, That's just my thing. That other sample is from somewhere else too. That the beginning, the yes. Yeah, but yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. Yeah. You're right on that too. I, I can't remember where it's from though. Yeah, me neither. All right, Brandon. All right, here comes another one. Oh, I got this juicy Starburst I've been wanting to eat. Pop it in, man. Pop it in. <laughs> All right. Don't sleep on WCW. 
Rick Fuller. That's not Jericho. It's kind of happy, so. Lenny Lane? That's a hell of a guess. I would have I probably been <laughs> in that realm, too. Um, Give us a hint, Brandon. Uh, El Dandy. La Parca? Pubitu <laughs> Guerrero. Psychosis? Two dudes. Two dudes? Yeah. Oh, it's those two volcano guys. V the Volanos? Yeah. yeah. Damn. <laughs> Dude, the Volanos is the worst WCW gimmick. Well, in general, is the worst gimmick. How many Volanos are there? I'm giving myself half a point for that because I said volcano. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Brandon said it was a it was a two so, guys. Uh, Volano, Volano four and Volano five. Yeah, I was gonna say Volano four and five because do you know how many Volanos there are <laughs> in professional wrestling? There's They're the like, ones that are just like red and black, right? Yeah, they're like different colors and stuff, but it's like they're, they're probably on Volano 57 by now. <laughs> I think one of you guys is definitely going to get this next one. All right. Don't sleep on WCW. Okay. Again. Rick, Rick Fuller. Yeah. American made. Dude, I talked about this on Flashback Wrestling. Obviously, they couldn't use Real American, but if you can come as close to Real American <laughs> as humanly possible, American Made does a good job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is reminding me of that. Uh, what is the... I, I I think we talked about it. The Buff Bagwell, Scotty Riggs, American males, American males, American males. That's the greatest song. That might be the worst theme song of all time. In the best way possible, though. Yeah, yeah, and like a uh, like meme worthy. But I would have hated if that was my theme song. <laughs> right. All right, Brandon. Go home show. That's the American males. Oh Dang my god. god. Did you hear that? Like, ah! <laughs> uh, did you pick that on purpose or was that next? Was, was that, that yeah, was that on purpose? No, I just, I just, yeah, I think it. Is that it? I'm picking about random. I have to wait till the vocals come in. American males. American males. There it is. American males. American males. <laughs> American males. <laughs> American males. Oh, who put that through? That's great. I'm so glad. I don't care if you'd queued that up on purpose or something. That was great that that followed right after. That was great. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah, that one's back. That's another deep cut. Right. <laughs> I gotta finish on a big note, Brandon. Uh -oh. 
Big league note. <laughs> Big league note. Yeah, I think that it's just like a you kind of a blowout, but I'd be happy to give my A plus effort. Uh, one last one, all or nothing. Okay, <laughs> I'll take okay, it. Okay. So if this is not Rick Fuller, goddamn it. Alright, here we go. Raven. Parka? El Dandy? Yeah. Uh, I'll say this is a Lucha one for sure. Is it El Dandy? Is El Dandy? You're gonna take you're gonna take the win with El Dandy. <laughs> I've been sizing up wrestlers since I came to the WCW and uh, El Dandy. I think you're a heck of a wrestler and you're a jam up guy. And uh, uh, <laughs> El Dandy is Kenny really to double or nothing? I just did. <laughs> that was it, dude. He just took me on El Dandy. What about a triple dog there? Triple dog there. Sure, sure, Brandon. Triple dog there. Last one. The triple dog there. I'll put this starburst on the line This here. is a real injury, Dean Malenko. This Sorry? is a groin pull the likes you've never seen in your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest promo in WCW history. All right. Don't sleep on WCW. Triple dog there. Starburst on the line. Armbar. <laughs> Armbar. <laughs> Let's do it. Eddie Guerrero. Oh, that's uh, uh, who would do Guerrero? Oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah, he's got it. <laughs> who would do Guerrero? <laughs> he said who would do after you said Eddie or after you said the other Guerrero. Yes. Hoovy Juice. Nah. You, don't have to, you have to play it back where, uh, in the recording. But... I'll just edit that out. Wow, he's gonna edit you out. <laughs> do you, do you know I, just, I knew the name, and I couldn't. I just said Hoovy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I should have known because you know, in my head, I saw like the head shaking when he did the hair, like yeah, the da, hair. Da, da, da. I only remember that because it's like he had the most like racist music. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what's the most Mexican-sounding theme that we can find to give this guy? I know, right? It's like the most stereotypical song. Yeah, it's like there's no... It doesn't help define him and his character at all. It's just like... Make me like the owl. <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> so, Keith, I think we've kept you long enough, buddy. <laughs> I'm having and, fun. And you and, and you won the whole theme song game after all was said and done. So. <laughs> what was the what was the actual score? How did we go to overtime when it was like thirty to four? Yeah, I, think it was like... I know we pretty much just kept going until you won. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. You can have the starburst though. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you win the starburst. So I'll take I'll take the title. I'll keep my belt. So anything else you want to say uh, before we go home and wrap this up? Uh no, I think we got to it all. We got to Ernest and Cat Miller. We didn't get to any Rick Fuller music, which you know, maybe next time get, <laughs> we'll just we'll just have to like we'll just have to end the episode. Like I'll just play that as the final song is Rick Fuller I, I like, WCW I like song. <laughs> next time we'll do a whole episode about Lenny Lane. All right, is that cool? <laughs> <And> now, <laughs> Lenny Lane. Can we find him. Can we interview him? 
I'm sure you, he's not. Yeah, if you guys shout out to Lenny Lane, tell him to come on the show, man. Actually, Dude. screw it. We're not gonna have Rick Fuller's song. We're gonna we're gonna do uh, a whole episode on hard work, Bobby Walker. <laughs> a career <laughs> retrospective of seven. Can you get Brian Adams in here? <laughs> Can someone tell me? Does anyone remember hard work, Bobby Walker? <laughs> the name sounds familiar. Hard work. Do you have any other gimmicks? No, he was just like a jobber. <laughs> you like reminded me like working. Elix, uh, Elix Skipper or something. Oh, I know that name. Yeah, he that hard work Bobby Walker. Oh my god! <laughs> Got to give these jobbers interesting names. <laughs> I've just googled it. There's a match from WCW Worldwide: Hard Work Bobby Walker versus the Ice Train. <laughs> so there you go. It's like the worst WCW match ever. <laughs> And on that note, so I want to thank our guest, Mr. Keith, the People's Champ. The People's AKA Champ. Jackie Full of Bourbon, a.k.a. Dolph Ziggler's career will be your upstairs neighbor. Damn. I'm going to get my shovel. <laughs> <laughs> it was cold-blooded, that promo. Cold-blooded. Yeah, I know from, we went, we went a little while with the segment, but hey, thanks <laughs> for being our first guest, man. You're our first official guest of the podcast. Yeah. Proud, thank proud you for to be that. here. Proud keep, to be here. Keep the social media banter up. You've been promoing a, a friend of yours on on our <laughs> on a couple of our posts. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, the Mad Dog dude. That's my blood enemy. What? Yeah, me and the Mad Dog. Oh snap! They've pretty much yeah. taken over our social media at this point. <laughs> and, uh, promoing each other. I told, him, I told him to check you guys out. I think when he saw the the video of my promo, he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna fire back." Oh snap! Very nice. Yeah. We might have to get him on here to promo you one day. Oh yeah, he would love it. He he can talk. I'm <laughs> awesome. excited. Awesome. Well, yeah, we we need to get Brandon off this podcast anyway. So yeah, any, any, everything. He, yeah, you already half asleep anyway. There in the bunker, dude. dude look at you in the darkness. Yeah, you pass it out. Darkness, <laughs> darkness is spreading. <laughs> <laughs> can you All see right, my guys. eyes? All right, y'all. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Like, Brandon, man, put the light on. What's wrong with you? You're horrifying. Uh, <laughs> again. Oh my god. Wait, wait, uh, we couldn't see that on camera. Go ahead, Brandon. Oh, yeah. ah! <laughs> me. oh, that's great. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to episode nine of the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. I want to thank my guest again, Keith. AKA the people's champion, AKA Brandon's worst enemy. Yeah. So, <laughs> the low chief rocker. <laughs> All right, guys. And cue Rick Fuller's theme song. All right. The action continues here on Worldwide Wrestling. We've got some, uh, some great young athletes here this week, haven't we, Brandon? And this is one here, Rick Fuller. He's going to be a big major star. What's going to happen for this man in 98? He's on the threshold now. Well, I'll tell you, he's got the size. He's got the demeanor. And only thing he lacks is the, the experience. And I know that you fans have seen Rick Fuller wrestling in uh, some independent organizations around the world, but nothing like the, uh, the regular competition in WCW because unlike many wrestling organizations that you may see, WCW wrestles internationally. The stars, the men who make it big here, make a name for themselves, wrestle in Japan, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand, Europe. 
And a lot of times it takes the hard Canada. work. Canada takes the hard work, like Bobby Walker, to rise above mediocrity and go on to superstardom. Well, especially here at WCW, it's, it's not easy to become a star here. No, it's not. But hard work Bobby Walker, much like Rick Fuller on his way to stardom. No yeah. relation to hard body Harrison. No, hard work and hard body are two different terms. I know that. Why'd you even bring that up? Well, you wanted to call, you wanted, you wanted to stir the pot. You wanted to, you wanted to cause trouble. And I know Teddy Long doesn't like you at all. Teddy Long is a positive man, a motivator of young men. And he feels that sometimes you drive men down by the disparaging remarks you make. You know, I will say something about Teddy Long. He, he's done a lot for community service. He does a lot with the mayor and the, and the governor and senators and very active in, in, in the helping Atlanta, youth. In the Atlanta, Georgia area. Yes, and uh, helps a lot of the young wrestlers come around. And yeah, a motivator. A motivator, and he works very hard. But for him to not like me, I, I like Teddy Long. Yeah. You know me, I've always talked well about the man. You uh, give, me a, give me a break. Down goes hard work Bobby Walker from Rick Fuller. Look at the size of Fuller. He truly, you know, we talk so much. And the next Saturday at, at Sticker Sold Out, it's going to be the years I cover by Fuller. The Battle of the Giants. Kevin Nash and the Giants to finally get it on. Oh! Leg drop missed. But you got to say that Fuller is in that close to that giant status as well. He is one of the biggest men in our sport. And like I said, just give him another year under his belt. Give him some really tough competition. I mean, really tough. Give him a, give him a match on Nitro. Let's see what he's got. That's what's going to help this young man. Kicking the leg out from underneath something. I mean, if you want to be a racehorse, you're going to have to run with big horses, not ones that pull wagons. Racehorses. The only way you're going to get better. That's what oh, Bobby man. Walker's doing. He's trying all the time. Is he ever? And that move from the top was awesome. Bobby Walker has met Rick Fuller with a new intensity. Look at that! Look at the power of this kid! One, two! He got him! How about it? And Teddy Long the whole time walking up and down like Vince Lombardi getting his man ready. I tell you, fans... I know why Teddy Long doesn't like me. Yeah, I know why. I think everybody knows why Teddy Long doesn't like you. About six months ago, we were in a hotel and it was a fortune teller's convention in town and some woman came by and he was sitting in the lobby and she read his head. And I was stickering, and I guess that's what happened. All right. It happened. Yeah, I bet it did. Let's, let's take a look at the big win by hard work Bobby Walker. Off that top rope, he takes the big man, Rick Fuller, over. Picks him up for a slam. Picks him up rather easily, may I add, for hard work. There's your winner. Hard work. Bobby Walker. Thank you for listening to episode 9 of the Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. We want to thank our sponsors again, Ethos Coffee Roasters. Ethos. Go on their yeah, damn straight. We go on ethosroasters.com right now. Save 10% off your order with code don't sleep. Brandon, don't sleep, all right? I won't you be sleeping that, right? after I drink that coffee. All right. Thank you. And uh, that's in addition to saving uh, shipping. So there's free shipping on orders over $35. Check us out on YouTube. Yeah, check us out on Spotify, iTunes, so Apple, Apple. Podcasts. Yeah, yeah. That, is, that is the same thing, Brandon. Don't cut me off. Jeez, what's wrong with you? <laughs> but definitely, definitely check out our YouTube this week because we are posting a video version for the first time 
Uh, so you're going to get to see our pretty faces. It's pretty scary, though, when you're looking at me <laughs> in the bunker. Well, you'd look pretty you ahead of time. You'd look pretty handsome if you put the lights on, but apparently you haven't paid the bills this month <laughs> and you're sitting there in the dark. Um, <laughs> so never find me. <laughs> but seriously, guys, thank you for listening to a very special episode nine. We want to thank our special guest, Keith Odell. And Keith, <laughs> excited for episode 10. The people champ. <laughs>